very good morning everybody welcome to the podcast for the 15th of november 2022 now uh, the weather here it's a little colder this morning um tempted to say cool certainly fresh and um Let's go across the mountain range, travelling towards Benidorm and Alicante and around about three quarters of an hour down the motorway from here. I should find Matt King probably feeling similar weather. So good morning, Matt. How are you? Good morning, Vince. I'm not too bad. A little bit cold, actually. It's uh, my, I've got a cold a little bit, so uh, I apologise to everybody for my... Uh, lack of clarity, if it is, uh, and my, any coughing I may produce. But the weather has gone a little bit cooler. But we've got blue skies here, and it is pretty pretty nice, really. I, I would guess it's about 20. Well, uh, we uh, have our um, computer problems with the internet, so this happens every now and again. You go to uh, go to get Spain. started. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I should imagine it's worldwide. Anyway, today. Uh, our topic is telling the truth, and ah. basically, I suppose um, the, the problem really is you'd have to define what you mean and what I mean by telling the truth, because unfortunately, we are in a situation at the moment where people don't seem to know what it is to tell the truth anymore. I'm not saying that everybody feels this way, um, but certainly some people are going out of the way to try and confuse the issue and um, make the truth um, sound different to what we've believed for many years. So uh, what would you think of a quick definition that we can accept on for truth? Now, I did. I made some notes, actually, this morning, because you did mention that you were going to talk about the truth. And I think it's such an important uh, point for us living in this world today. Um, and now I've lost them. They're not on my phone anymore. So uh, I don't know what's happened. Um, the truth, what's my definition of the truth, is really not misleading anybody and actually speaking out of the, all the things that actually happened. Not um, not making anything up, not looking at it your way, but being definitive of, of actually what happened. Yeah. Well, look, I, I don't don't have the uh, definitive uh, way of talking about the truth because by the time you go to the uh, internet, um, it comes with a. There's a lot of different ways that people can define this particular. Uh, word um I, you know they can go to biblical references but of course uh, the thing is if we don't particularly uh subscribe to the the bible as many people don't but um at least you know i think if we use a starting point is something around information that we've all agreed upon via various ways of getting to that uh, uh, you know, th th that information. And, uh, Arriving at that. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I mean, but we've been taught by scholars. You've been to university, I've been to university. We were taught by scholars, and I think there is a... Um, you tend to believe the scholars that teach you things. I think um, through life, and not just teach you from books and about uh, to... to uh, to do exams and to complete exams, but to also teach you morality and the way of life as well. So I think the, 
in my opinion, the more education you have, the more you're in line to understand what the truth might be. Yeah, I, I think we're, we're getting somewhere to the right point because, um, quite honestly, by the time I was looking through the lot, a lot of definitions of which I was going to quickly go back and reference this morning, yeah. um, the point was that there doesn't seem to be one definition of truth. And, um, of course, there is the concept of truth and then there is different ways of trying to look at what it actually means when you use adjectives like true or truly as an adverb or, you know, uh, things like that become very difficult. So well, I think that's because people's own definitions of the truth have changed. Yes. I, truth I, as they perceive or truth as truth really is. Hmm. I, I think also, uh, if people have learned in a certain way what their version of the truth is, and then they've used it all their life, and then suddenly along comes uh, somebody else with a totally different way of saying maybe the same thing, and then you get into all sorts of arguments, uh, eventually possibly ending with a punch-up or something like that. So... If we just, for the sake of what we're going to be talking about, accept that it's the way that the educators have taught us that with the knowledge we have, we should always use that knowledge in a positive way, not to try and deceive others by using the knowledge that we have, hopefully yeah. getting to some form of consensus. I think that's fair enough, isn't it? No, I think that's a good way of, of uh, putting it, to be honest, Vince. Okay, so if I go down the other way now, and so uh, we look at what is a lie um, and see if we can get some agreement on that then, because obviously there are a lot of people that seem to be uh, hell-bent, uh, no pun intended, but a good pun, um, that this, <laughs> but they, do, they, they seem to be hell-bent on making problems and deceiving people, so... Uh, where will we go with the definition for us of a lie? T telling a falsehood, making up a story that doesn't that suits yourself or your needs um, to to make whatever you're saying right appear right to somebody else. Yeah, um, I, I I think it's such this topic is so vast. The truth and lies, um, especially nowadays. Um, because we were brought up to believe the truth and to believe and to be punished for lies, now it seems to be just a big, big balloon, a big can of worms that you put your hand into and draw out whatever you or some people do. I can't. I cannot. I cannot tell a lie. No. I, I. I don't. I don't want to. It's the way I've been brought up, and I cannot tell a lie, even sometimes if it causes issues for me. Mm. It's, it's so important to me to be truthful to myself above everything. So it's, it's something I've never thought about before until it was brought up this morning by yourself. Um, so it's, it's a little, it's, it's important, really important, but it, it's, it, I think it means something different to everybody nowadays. Well, I, th I think with uh, certainty that watching the TV and watching the Prime Minister Boris Johnson of England come, or the United Kingdom, sorry, uh, come in front of the TV cameras and 
lie to his back teeth and the thing is we all knew that he was telling lies or is it in his mind that he was being liberal with the truth Uh, again terrible pun but you know uh, taking away the political context um, he certainly seemed to be very free and easy with telling us something that we knew wasn't true and therefore if we knew it wasn't true my perception should be that he probably wouldn't know it's true as well well i think he if you actually look i mean there are there are various um papers and various um uh articles on mr johnson um love him or hate him uh, as one may uh i think if you look at his upbringing his schooling his the clubs and societies he was purported to attend and you look actually at the depth of them they really don't care about anything or anybody. It's about self, self-gain, self-promotion. And that's exactly what Mr. Johnson has done. Done it for the, to the country, become prime minister, lied, cheated to get where he is. And it, but what gets me is it doesn't seem to bother anybody. Not really yeah. that, that he's done this. It doesn't seem to be an issue that he's done it. I mean, they're still waiting for him to go to court about one of the things, I believe. And it, and it just is, if it can happen there, and it's allowed at the top with the Prime Minister, I mean, goodness knows what the Queen, God bless her, thought before she passed, um, with all these shenanigans going on, because she was definitely a woman of the world and knew what was going, you know, could relate to stories and things. What she must have thought was going on with her country, I'd have no idea. Yeah. Well, of course, if we then extend uh, from Boris just a little bit into what happened with Liz Truss and her Chancellor, um, you then then find that the Chancellor was telling us later that she was to blame and she was telling everybody that he was to blame. So, again, you see, at the Prime Minister level, we've got another possibility that there was a lie and just to sort of uh, evade the culpability of, of the and the gravity of what went on. Um, so that's two prime ministers in a row and um, goodness knows how many throughout history because obviously we Correct. are far more aware of it at the moment but it just seems to me that um, leading the country and telling the truth don't seem to uh, sit comfortably with each other at the moment. No, they're not in parity together. They're, they're really not. not. Not anymore. And then you start to question, well, I do anyway, when did it start? <laughs> when, did, when were these leaders, inverted commas, allowed to lie to us as people, as their, as their uh, voters or, or, or whatever? When did they start lying? Was mm. it as far back as Churchill? I don't think that he he was. I think I think some of the politicians that have gone through the system and have been oosted are actually some of the better politicians of the world. I I, uh, I spring to mind the Rivers of Blood speech man um, Enoch Powell. Enoch Powell, mm. and who was one of the most amazing scholars. He was such a learned man incredible the the amount of books that he'd read the amount of university courses he'd lectured and done and he wasn't 
I mean, in my my view, and it's only my humble view, I don't believe he was being racist with the rivers of blood speech. I believe that he was just saying some of the things that have actually happened in the future. And that's exactly what he said has come to pass, to put it in a biblical tone. Yeah. It's come to pass. Well, uh, okay. Uh, we, we that's look- another subject. I know we're going off. I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> it takes it slightly off. Yeah, but it's where we were. No, we're in the right area. And the next thing that I wanted to look at is the fact that a lot of the judiciary uh, processes and a lot of what uh, England and the United Kingdom have, in fact, used as the basis of telling the truth is, of course, the Bible. So, yes, absolutely. So if you go to the Bible and actually look at uh, the Ten Commandments, then it doesn't actually tell you really enough about telling the truth because, quite frankly, um, birth false witness against that neighbour doesn't really cover going out and telling the nation that uh, you've got to do this and uh, this is the consequence and I don't have to bother about it because I can cover it up. Um, So, really, we're, we're down to something which crops up many times if you if people want to think about it which is the interpretation and then the education of that particular commandment in the christian faith um be- yeah because quite frankly uh <coughs> you know you, you we've been through the process uh, at certainly catholic grammar school and the, then i did religious um religious knowledge as a an o level um and basically they were saying that um y- you know um w- you shouldn't be telling lies uh, and you'd listen to your teachers uh, but then when you refer back to where that came from uh, you know, that doesn't actually cover. And so, and then look at maybe the, the Muslim faith, because basically, again, I have seen certain things in print on the internet uh, saying that Muslims can tell a lie if it's in the good of the faith. And then I looked last night at various other parts of um the internet and they were saying you know that there are certain three i think they gave three in particular ways that the muslims can tell uh, lies and and it's all to cover up you know well i mean <laughs> that's sort of it's shrouding an issue which is so important uh, because if anybody who basically just wants to blame a group of people then you've got two prime examples quickly um, I mean I remember talking with a lady who was an English language teacher and um, a, a doctor so she was obviously well educated and she was from Persia and she was telling me that one of the reasons why there is so much confusion is that the Iman are using um, their own interpretations of the Farsi language which she used to lecture in and she used to teach it to the uh, British troops in Afghanistan. So she knows what she's talking about. And you can quite clearly see that we might have been subjected to the same sort of issues. But then, I mean, we've had f- 50 or 60 years to start thinking about these things, you know. So it's yeah. quite it's quite deep, isn't it? I mean, I, I think the trouble is, not the trouble, it's not a trouble, it's it's human nature is a, is a lot to... to uh, account for in this of of being able to be have a free decision in all the things that we do and i think that we've be, we've become far removed from the bible 
even in my 65 years of of uh, studying it and learning it and looking at it and and reading it and okay now i take out of it what i i want to take out of it i don't particularly want to read of the nasty things that went on although they still are they still are important in today's day but to actually look at some of the nice things that are written in the bible it's a joyous book generally speaking but it does talk about man's sins and there, there are plenty of them yeah well i mean like like yourself you, you know you you dip in and out when uh, something arises and usually you're guided to what to read by certain people who have studied it i mean to be honest with you when you look at anybody who studies the bible or the quran or the other holy books um i mean there's so much that that goes into that um but it's all coming from totally different ages whereas now if you like to maybe join me in over maybe this oversimplifies but it's all about for us as teachers thinking about how do we talk to other people about right and wrong because we've defined one as being a good thing and the other as being not a good thing so therefore by those definitions then one is right and one is wrong so we need to now know what do we mean by right and wrong and and the trouble is, you see, you, you can speak intellectually, academically, or any way you like, but if you're not careful, nobody gets any nearer to knowing what we're talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, you know, and, it, and it's interpretation, the same as it is with the Bible, same as it is with the Quran, same as it is with all of the uh, the, the um, religious books and teachings. It's you know, there, there's a Jesus said, I believe, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And to be honest, it, that's just such a simple phrase, but yet it's so significant to what we're talking about. And, you know, you could apply, you should apply that to everything that you do in life, in business, in the workplace, at home, wherever. You should, you shall know the truth, and the sh truth shall make you free. But I don't know many people, to be fair, that don't tell... I think they were called white lies, and well, I know they're called white lies. Um, <laughs> white lies seem to have got bigger and bigger and bigger and become black lies, and it seems to be acceptable to everybody. It doesn't seem to be an issue or problem. If I told a lie, and I'm sure it was the same as you, and I was found out about it, or even not even a lie, because that's like something that a mistruth, I was punished for it. Yeah. Wait, I was punished. I don't believe that happens in many instances these days. I may be completely wrong, but uh, I, I was punished for, for not telling the truth. Oh, same with me. I mean, certainly at home, uh, because uh, my mum and dad, my dad in particular was very strict. Um, and then at school, because we were taught by the Christian brothers. And uh, basically, yeah, um, you know, people can criticise, they can leave school and go away and tell everybody the Catholics were terrible. Uh, of course, it's terrible when you've got to be disciplined enough to know that there's a difference between being right and being wrong and doing right and doing wrong. And if you... Um, aren't prepared to accept the punishment then you're not really prepared to accept there's a difference between right and wrong that's quite simple for me but it, it is and i think i think we try and overcomplicate it in a sense to get out of it yeah I, you, I, you know I, you know people make excuses and and try and get out of 
telling lies or telling... And it just digs a deeper hole and people get found out. Well, of course, we then come to the um, problem, of course, of what... Where will the atheists and the sceptics fit into all these type of things? Because if an atheist doesn't believe in God at all... Um, then realistically to ask that particular person to go into a court of law and put his hand on a book and say, you know, um, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Uh, you, you are going back to Boris territory, really, where I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing like the truth. So yeah. it's difficult, isn't it? Uh, it is. No, it's 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 in, it's insane to a degree. I think it's why they're calling for these um, the system of law to be changed. Um, if I remember rightly, again, my stroke doesn't allow my memory to to recall things uh, from a long time back. But I think they're up, they're trying to change. Well, they certainly have done for some for, for for other religions now, not to be on the Bible. Um, but you see that, that that brings in what you were saying earlier about the Quran. That they are, uh, it's it's subject to interpretation. The Quran about telling the truth, and um, and the other religions as well. And if it doesn't benefit you, then it's seen deemed not to be a thing to do. I mean, I mean it's it's a it's a mad situation, but it's a, it's a breakdown of structure and a breakdown of law and a breakdown of of human human beings. I suppose really all this and it, it it just goes round and round in circles it's like being on a hamster wheel well yes and of course the next thing that comes along is of course whether you have a faith and whether you believe in um jesus and god and the trinity uh, or whether you believe in uh, muhammad or whatever it is you believe in i mean basically um there was a question posed uh, on one of the quora sites i think it was um and of course the question is who invented god and so you know at some point in uh, our history um, people reckon that they have invented, man has invented God and, you know, in the past, of course, gods for various whatever it is that we we need a God for, you know. Whereas with, with us and uh, we have a faith, so therefore it does make it a little bit easier for us to understand that uh, there's a difference between good and evil and wrong. And maybe for those people that don't accept a God, um, maybe it's more difficult. Um, you know, I, I've got to start and think a little bit more. Can I empathise with people who don't believe that there is a God? Because I find that very difficult anyway, because um, without God in my life, um, I would find uh, a lot of what happens so difficult, you know, friends dying, people uh, having terrible problems throughout their life, war, all this type of things. I mean, when people put the question to you, why does God allow certain things to happen? And you look at some poor disabled person and the life that they're going to have to lead or have been leading, um, thalidomide springs to light to my mind, you know, which, of course, was a man-made problem through the drugs industry. Um, yeah. The, the, the trouble is, Matt, you know, by trying to to be a nice person and be a good person, very often 
people then think you're a soft person and sometimes you have to make very difficult decisions which could lead people to think that you're only play acting when it comes to your own religion. It's not the case. Sometimes you've got to be um, quite strong and strict. Uh, and I go back to the teaching of um, our religion at school because, quite honestly, if you're faced with um, a class of 30 or f- well, 46 was in my first uh, oh, dear class. Me. Yeah. So uh, 46 uh, lads in front of you um, and you've got to try and teach them something. Um, you do have to be strict and you do have to have some sort of thing that's going to um, force them to behave. So, yeah, a lot of issues all stemming from one word. And um, okay. well, from the, I've got, a, I've got a, a line here from Hosea, the Old Testament, 4.1. It is, and it says, God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have forgotten the law of their God. And I think that is really, really poignant uh, in this day and age with the way that the people have forgotten what, what, what God is and what God can do. The church has almost, in some respects, the church has turned the back on people in some religions, I believe. They've not welcomed them into the door but it, like they used to, not when I was a boy. You know, people, you could go to any church. I mean, I know you do visit other churches in your area. Yeah. And that's great. You don't stick to one church and one preacher and one pre. And that's the way to do it because nobody has the right way. You know, you're offered all these, all of these ways, all these paths to follow. And there isn't one right one. And your interpretation of it as well. But at the end of the day, you must believe in the word of God and the Bible. If you, if you, no, you must, but it's an option to follow that way. And that way is a peaceful, happy way, but you're, you're right. People want to be controversial with it. I, I have no problem if an atheist says to me, I don't believe in God. It's not my, it's, I don't believe it's my duty to witness as such and to tell them what they should do. But I believe I should, in my actions of what I do in a day-to-day basis, actually try my hardest to be a Christian. Absolutely. And of course, uh, if we go back to our teaching days and go back to standing in front of groups of young people or adults, if, if you've done an FE course, I mean, it doesn't have to be a particular age group. But if nope. you're the person that the group of people are looking to for guidance then things like this are very, very important. You can't just duck down and say, well, you know, uh, we're not going to have, we're not going to bother about being true today. Um, Because when you come to issues of things like law and order, you can actually put your religion to one side and then look at the orderly conduct of how we all are supposed to be living together. Because um, there have been laws written into statutes and we've got books of laws and all the solicitors and the um, lawyers are all going to quote those laws when you know they're going to judge the behavior of people um, who want to have a dispute and take it to a court of law so uh, there is of course always the option of going to in the UK going to the uh, Sharia court if you're a Muslim and you can actually have a faith court of any religion in English law, apparently, it's just that. Oh most yes, now you can. It's it's actually it's law to have to be able to ask 
what you, who and what you want to represent you. Yeah, but I mean the thing is, if if you don't have a faith, um, then something has got to allow for the code of conduct uh, to make the law of the land applicable in a fair way to people who purport not to have a particular God that they believe in, because otherwise they're not, they're not getting a fair trial, you, you know. Um, but I mean, we all know, for example, we all know what wicked is. I mean, if somebody kills somebody and then says, I didn't do it, then I think that's obviously a lie. When we have enough of the evidence, in fact, somebody might have seen it, but that person is still perpetuating this myth that they hadn't uh, done that particular act. Um, so that's where it gets really, really difficult. But let's take it away from the Bible and the Quran and any other holy books that people want to bring into a discussion like this and look at things like, for example, um, how we have to get around and um, get from A to B in a safe fashion. So um, what sprang into my mind is I, I had to go into the garage yesterday because one of the warning lights came on in the car and I went to this particular guy, and he's a very, very nice person, always gives me um, what I think is a good answer, and tries to find the right information for me. Now, we, yeah. talked, we talked about knowledge, so he has something that I don't have. And therefore, yeah. if he tells me, and he did start to tell me in a very technical sense, of why the particular light had come on, but there was no way that I would really understand it because my mechanical brain is not very good. I'm okay when I'm driving the car, but when the warning light comes on and other things need to be explained, um, that's not my area. It's not what I do yeah. well. So, again, we come to this business of how would we know that what he told me is true? I suppose because he wears the mantle of mechanic. Um, and that you have, <clears throat> excuse me, you have faith in his work from previously, so you have experience. And I suppose, in a way, uh, going to church or, or reading the Bible, or, or even just having faith in human nature, every time something good happens, it reinforces how you think. So it will there, you, you're not undermining that, and you're happy to release the the that you don't want to be in control of that particular situation so you're happy to release that for that period of time to repair your car and you know you can't do it but he he you know from experience and from faith in him that he can well exactly and, uh, and um i have to rely on certainly his knowledge but certainly his integrity to tell me the truth about what happens in the garage because every time we have a service we take the car to the garage uh, we leave the car there and we trust the mechanics to do a good job it comes back to us and they'll normally give us a report about what's happened and yet we do know because we see programs on televisions investigating this type of thing that there are people uh, who are unscrupulous and they don't tell us the truth about what really has happened 
to the car whilst it's been allegedly being serviced. Yeah, absolutely. And there are dozens of people like that. Now, do you argue that it's because they're unchristian or they're not actually following any any form of, um, of uh, what's the word? They're, they're just not, well, apart from anything, they're not being professional. And I would imagine that all of these people that have been to a college, again, further education and have learned to do these difficult jobs on cars, will have had an education, a further education to teach them what to do. So it goes back to education a little bit, doesn't it, with um, what your perspective of them. But some of them I know, especially here, I hate to say it, haven't, they've just applied for a job and they've been told to do certain things. Yeah, and of course, in today's modern environment, with the price of everything escalating, um, if somebody's got a job and they have a boss or a supervisor who's unscrupulous, then um, I could even envisage them saying, "Well, don't bother telling the truth; just tell them a lie." I can, I, I can I, hear them I, I saying that. I agree with you. I completely because money is king. Money is king. Turnover. Let's let's just knock that bill up a little bit and tell them they've got to have this done, but they don't really have to have that done. I'm using your um, your uh, example there of a, of a mechanic, and I'm not saying for one minute that mechanics are bad and that it's just mechanics. I think it's that in every. I mean, how often have you been to the market, for example, and you've bought fruit and you've looked at fruit, and then you've asked for something? Oh, certainly I have anyway, and and. At the bottom of the basket or the bottom of the bag are all the I mean, rubbish bits that they didn't want, but they stick them in the good stuff on the top so you don't see it. Do you know what? I can't believe you said that because today I went to the market on Sunday. I got uh, I went to look at the lemons that we bought and I've had to throw six away. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. what an analogy. And they, and, and they, and they haven't gone bad in this weather in three days or two days. I wouldn't They've have gone so. bad because they were put in bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so we stay with the travel analogy. We've got the car, so we've um, hopefully been told the truth about the car. Um, yeah. We get in, uh, all the health and safety checks have come along, um, and uh, eventually something happens, the police arrive, we say we had a service and the police might give you the impression that they don't believe that we're telling the truth. Uh, yet, at the moment, we've got a situation, and certainly in the UK, but in various parts of Spain as well, um, whereby if I don't have, well, in fact, all the time in Spain, if I don't have my documents with me, then um, the, the police will obviously take uh, a stiff line and you can get a fine. Whereas I watch programmes on TV in Britain where you've seen people being stopped by the police. They don't have paperwork. They then tell a load of lies. Um, and then they go to the courts and at the end of the show... They give you the breakdown of who was punished and who wasn't punished. And invariably, there weren't really any punishments. And I find that astonishing. Uh, I've stopped watching it. I have stopped watching it. It's not even amusing for me now because I just think it's only feeding those people who want to do wrong. 
it's not feeding anybody that wants to be truthful and honest and straight and it's feeding all those well how, where they got away with it look it won't it won't cost us very much if we just go through it that all you hear about is how the courts are overloaded there's too much the the prisons are overloaded there's nobody in any, anywhere it, it, there's no incentive there's no incentive to be good it's just as easy and quick to be bad and go to to hell with the consequence yeah. I, I i don't understand how it's gone from where i was when i was a lad to where it is now i just don't understand it i i it can only be from parenting and from schools um and i mean how you know how many times have you seen not yourself probably possibly or maybe yourself where parents have gone up to and told the teachers that what they're doing is wrong and that their little Johnny is absolutely right to have punched little Simon in the face. Um, and that's, you, as a, you know, you've got no right to interfere. Well, we, we, we come from an age where I think they used to call it the secret garden. And yeah. the, the parents had to wait outside the school. They are, in a general sense, they still do it because of the masks and everything. But... Yeah. There, there was a line that the parents were not to cross because basically, while the kids were in school, the teachers knew best. Now, I go along with everything you've said there, but pr the problems that seem to have come up over the past years, and I've even looked at a couple of stories in the news this week, where you've got teachers... Um, I, I read one story of a teacher, I can't remember where it was, somewhere in the UK, and uh, she was there as a sort of remedial help to um, help children that needed 15-year-old, 16-year-old uh, boys and girls, and she comes up with this statement in her defence of what she had been up to, that she just quote couldn't keep her hands off this boy and she really loved him and all this that and the other I, I mean I don't really believe that many of those type of teachers were about when I was learning I don't know whether or not it was because we were younger but there seems to be a proliferation at the moment yeah I mean that's that's sort of a bit of a I mean I, that we had them at our school there was a there were some dodgy teachers one way it was an all-boys school and I think that attracts sometimes um, some bad, some well, not bad teachers, but some uh, perverts, some some persuasive teachers. Yeah. And and it did. There was there was one particular teacher who was um, actually sacked, dismissed eventually after possibly ruining maybe ten boys' lives there um, at school. Um, he he always wanted to be teaching uh, games um it was a he was actually a latin master that was his job um and he he, he just got caught for you know basically for kiddie fiddling and, and it was it was awful but as children as the boys that were there and they were in his care for some reason it was probably another another uh, story for another day but he he put so much control over the children that that they didn't say anything to anybody until one spilt the beans and or talked to another one that was being groomed. I suppose grooming is the right way. And then it all came out. And then he was asked to leave, et cetera, et cetera. And, it was a, 
And I've gone off track of what you actually said now, but I just, mm. it was a thought that came back to me. And I just thought how we trusted teachers. We actually did everything that they wanted us to do without question. Yeah. And it, it could get you into that type of situation if you weren't strong minded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're on the uh, discussion of uh, how the teachers didn't seem to be that type, certainly for me. Um, I mean, I, I came from the secondary uh, grammar school. Um, the, the religious order taught us, the Christian brothers, and not one sniff of anything while I was there. But uh, in latter days, other people have made accusations and everything. And so, um, yes, maybe it was just basically um, the look of the drawer. And if you were able to keep away from those sorts of things, then obviously, you know. I do believe that the, the people that commit these crimes against kids are very specific and very clever in how they do it. And they channel themselves into um, finding a suitable child that will that is either not got the pet one parent at home or or is is slightly weaker than somebody else they they hunt them for for a couple of years especially in schools before they actually approach them and do anything else okay i'm going to get us back to uh, truth now because uh, we're plagued with with this business of false news And so, uh, like everybody, we switch on our news bulletins and we hope we're being given the correct news. And so we have uh, one particular school of thought that tells us uh, that there are two companies that own the world, BlackRock and Vanguard. Uh, So I went looking to see if there was uh, anything that wanted to debunk this idea. And the nearest I got to it was uh, another place where they were telling us of 10 or so companies. They they listed these as Nestle, Lockheed, Quanta Computer, InBev, which is to do with uh, alcohol, Pfizer, which is important. We'll come back to that one. Pearson Education, the uh, International Bank of China, Monsanto, Disney and Alphabet. Uh, so, um, if we just said, okay, well, we'll accept that there were 10 companies, then within those 10 companies, somewhere will be the news broadcasters who basically aren't doing what we're doing, which is basically speaking from our experience and our heart and our knowledge and our own education to try and find what the truth is. So, um what do you think of the number, for example, of 10? We'll say 10 as opposed to the two that crops up a lot. Um, of that number of companies owning the rights to tell everybody uh, what is right and what is wrong and how they present the news to us. What do you think of that? Well, I don't, I don't think you could actually um, broadcast what I actually think of it um, because it wouldn't be allowed but um, or you'd be taken off air. Um, but I do think that it, it's disgusting, and it's it's something that's become more and more apparent as 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 I've got older, and the years pass me by. That there are just a few people or a few companies that are owned by the same people that are controlling everything, the news, what's happening. Apart from China, I think, although that's starting to get its feet into 
different areas as well. Um, I, I believe that it's 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 all about control. It has been for a long time, and the control of people and not telling them the truth, being able to they've learned how to manipulate people in in such a way that they don't have to tell them the truth and the people don't question the truth. I think it's you're right. It's almost like they've made them numb. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm pretty sure that this probably has its origins in the uh, German uh, propaganda machine with Goebbels. Um, yeah. But the fact that um, uh, is it Klaus Schwab is uh, in charge of the World Economic Forum, uh, which seems to be one of the leading uh, organisations of our c- current. Uh, horrible situation that we find ourselves in so that probably will be a link to that so we now come to the fact that we are expressing our opinions now we can't really talk about facts so the truth of the matter is exactly what I've outlined we're not saying these are facts we're saying these are our reservations and these are the way that maybe other people might start looking at where our problems are coming from. Because if we are not sure that what we're being told is the truth, for example, um, I've seen certain things which um, I'm not for a minute saying that I subscribe to this point of view, but we are told that certain actors are um, uh, hired to come and show certain aspects of the news that they wish us to see. Now, we all know that we have reenactments because up in Madrid only last week, which most people probably aren't aware of, they had a great drill of all the emergency services. So, you know, if you're a cute camera crew who want to maybe avail yourselves of footage um, and then show it in a totally different context... Yeah, you certainly can these days, can't you? Well, you, who, like you've just said, I mean, we started off this conversation today about the truth, about truth and about lies. But actually coming round to it and coming to this part, point of the, of the podcast, that, what is the truth? How do we know? We, we all question, I certainly do. Anybody who is educated, whether they're a believer, a, a believer in uh, the Bible or believe in any religion, but anybody who's educated, they're an atheist or whatever, they, the questioning must be phenomenal within their minds. That you just go round and round and round. I'm just reading up a little bit about, uh, as I'm talking to you, about BlackRock. And it is worth so much money yeah. in so many places. Uh, they're, they're all over the world. And they're in, they're, they're, without any doubt, they will be in control of what we think and how we think. Exactly. So we obviously are in an area where a lot of people who are talking about uh, conspiracy theories, they're either not spending enough time looking at the the, the facts. Now, the facts are, uh, as I've outlined, if we take the BlackRock and Vanguard and then all right, accept the doubt and allow it to go to about those other 10 companies, then we're not really subscribing to just a conspiracy theory. We're opening our minds to possibilities of what's the difference between the truth that we all seek and the lies that we are not probably aware of, which is causing 
an amount of depression to an awful lot of people um, because basically we now know, because we've got a lot more evidence, that, for example, wearing a mask all the time hasn't solved the problem. We know that uh, having the jabs hasn't hasn't solved the problem. Uh, We can still keep seeing COVID uh, stories appearing here, there and everywhere as if it's ready to flare up whenever they want to throw that one out again. Um, So it does make you wonder whether there's a group of people who have this manipulation and the energy to do it and the um, whatever it is they're after, they're trying to do it. Uh, but basically, they obviously are not too bothered, which is what you did say earlier on, about who tells the truth and who hears the lie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 it's, it's, I'm afraid it's quite depressing, really, because it's, it's just... What, what you're saying is, to me, the truth, without any real saying anything really substantial, but it is the truth, because all we'll ever do with this conversation is go round and round and round, so much so has the truth disappeared. Well, I've got, I've got a really good example yesterday. Um, we we have these vapour trails. Now, we look up in the sky. We had a period when there were no planes going over and then the miracle happened and everything came back to uh, the planes in the sky. And then when I look up, there are vapour trails that are different. Now, yeah. whether or not this is just a coincidence, but if you go back about a year... They started giving a special name to vapor trails from the planes. So That's right. again, now we're looking up into the sky, and we see something which is unusual. And then we had a video that went through Facebook for everybody to see, which was explaining how they were chucking out uh, canisters of various chemicals to test our immune systems. Now it looked very very well produced it looked like it was real so i showed it to a friend of mine who i respect his opinions he is always a skeptic and he immediately accused me of subscribing to that particular point of view and i said no 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 i'm just trying to look at what's there and see what you think and the trouble is uh, there's a great explanation there's evidence in our eyes and when I uh, just pointed out that the confusion was built in about a year ago, I find that quite interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, think, there, I think the thing is there's so much that is flashed in front of our eyes through different, different mediums and different things um, that we, we, we're not really aware of everything that goes on, not like you, you know, where you, you look at it and you questioned it. But we just sort of, we sort of accept it to a degree. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've seen these trails, these different trails, and they, you're right, they look completely different. That could be one of my, I did have, have a look and see, and that, that what an expression I came, I came up with was the fact that there hadn't been a lot of planes flying. And so, therefore, these vapour trails were in a different reaction with the depleted um, uh, poisoning of the air um, that, that had been previously with all of the planes that are flying. I mean, you must remember back in COVID times when you looked at any uh, transport uh, uh, 
aerial transport, it was dead. The skies were very, very dead apart from anything, uh, uh, any air force or or anybody flying. And there was a time when those vapour trails were were non-existent. And now we start to see... And maybe it's to do with... I don't know that it's the ozone layer or to do something like that, but possibly. But those ideas are never backed up by fact or never, nobody ever talks about it because I believe they want us to have a certain uncertainty in our minds well, this has been, what's going th- on. This has been done in history, by the way. I, I looked into it because I didn't want to be accused of just um, being part of a conspiracy um, theory. And I looked into it, and according to what I read on the internet, it has been uh, something that has been tried in the past. Now... Um, I was looking at the sky yesterday and you could clearly see a very thin defined line as the planes went over. And then you saw these other lines which were much, much wider and uh, hung about a lot longer. So, yes, I'm not a meteorologist, so I don't know enough about it. But all I can tell you is I know that I've had more allergies this year than any other year. OK, it's you're, been... not the, you're not the only one. Yeah, you're not the only one. Okay, a so lot of people have complained about feeling... My, my wife's got something now that is she's never had before. Um, some spots and things that have come up. She's, she's, she's itching like mad. I well, think it must be me. must be me that she's itching for. No, no, I, I, I've, I've been the same, Matt. I've, I've, my ears have been a, a bit of a problem this year. My eyes, you know. So that would relate to something likely being in the atmosphere. So, look, we've got about seven minutes. I, I need to address something which um, okay. a lot of people will shy away from. But it's the ethical truth from the medical profession. Now... What we found, of course, is the panic with the COVID, which I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't condemn anybody for doing anything uh, other than trying the best to solve this. But when we read so much about the companies that have made capital, including uh, Rishi Sunak's um, wife's company in the United Kingdom, and of course we're now talking about a prime minister, um, uh, you know, not that I'm saying anything other than we read about it. I'm not telling you that I subscribe to the point of view, but what I do know is we we still have a few people hanging around with masks. And I don't believe it's healthy to b- breathe in your own germs all day and every day. But they've made people believe that this is the way that they've got to be. Now, I might be wrong. There could be some people that are trying to prevent their g- germs going to other people, which is very commendable. But when I see some people like in the public transport, you know, uh, drivers still having to drive with their masks on, um, we look at this business of telling the truth and making the lie become the truth. Because a very, very good um, um, thing that went through the Facebook pages the other day was no matter how many times you try to change a truth to become a lie, it's still the truth and vice versa. And it's absolutely right. People have got to a stage now where they don't seem to know what is the truth 
and when does it become a lie? Because if we know that uh, certain people have made huge fortunes, as we all we know people do through recessions and problems, but there have been fortunes made, and uh, you know I'm not not too sure when the next one will be, but I'm pretty sure we'll get another. A batch of um, something to think and worry about to involve more people in mental health problems and depression. So, what's your final thoughts on that sort of subject area? Oh, it, that's a, <laughs> that's a big that's a big hole, Vince. That's a big pit. That one. Um, I, I mean, I, I we, that covered so much, so much uh, in such a a short space of time. What's what's your actual question? Okay, my question is, do you believe everything that you're told about COVID, the masks and the vaccines? Right. I, I no longer, sadly, believe in many things I'm told from the media, uh, television, papers, um, internet especially. I don't be- really believe many things I'm told. In fact, I would probably argue that i disbelieve most things and from my own experience i mean i have a, a an asthma uh, so i'm on a on a, a a danger list if you like of uh, i'm not supposed to wear a mask at all um ever in even in the pandemic but it caused so much aggravation even though i've got letters from my doctors not to do it I, it caused so much aggravation that I, I, I probably didn't go out because I had to wear a mask yeah. uh, and it stopped me from breathing properly. So to be honest, I, I think I don't believe any, I don't believe what I read about anything. I have to research it and research it. And because there is so much controversy about it all, I end up not really being able to make a, a, an educated decision because it, it's just a melee of, of uh, information. And, and whilst I, I, I can only, I'm skeptical because I think that the politicians have made so much money out of these products and the, selling these things, and how many are left still. And the, the, it's amazing, it's incredible. So already there's another wave that allegedly reported of although it's not being reported as, as bad as last year and the last two years. But there's already another wave of COVID coming in, um, especially affecting older people and people with uh, illnesses. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to be pulled into it. As you, I will have my vaccines. I will do what I'm told because I want to travel. And I can't travel unless I have these vaccines. And that's the, that's the only reason I'm having them. Uh, I, 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 I just don't know. I mean, we just have to do what we're told to do, but I don't believe in it. OK, Matt, well, we've come up to the hour. Um, I'll just ask you to stay on the line for a minute or two and then uh, I'll just get this uh, admin done, as we say, without a word of a lie. Uh, and I'm to- totally telling you the truth. I found uh, the chat that we've had for this last hour very, very interesting. Obviously, it's just a flavour of such a vast topic. And uh, we look forward to our next one. Excellent. Wonderful. Have a great day. Lovely. Thanks, Matt. I'll be with you in a second. Yeah, it's like a never 